Zulwane Wichasan to also greet our online uh, uh, friends and uh, all around the world who are part of the series. We praise the Lord for the team. Amen. Amen. Uh, without any waste of time, I want us to come into today's uh, message, beloved. Today we're continuing with the message of saving the remnant. Praise God. Please say with me, I am the remnant. I am the remnant. Hallelujah. We are the remnant and uh, we do believe that uh, uh, the church is triumphant in spite of what is going on right now. Praise the name of Jesus. Um, there is another interesting definition of the remnant. The remnant refers to a small portion that is left after a greater portion has been removed. That's the remnant. So in other words, the remnant does not consist of the majority, but the remnant is the minority. So now I want to say this repeatedly to you, beloved, that if you are to be the end time remnant, be compatible with being a minority. In other words, don't go with what the majority is doing. You know, I said to you the other day that the, the, the way there's so much reversal of values in our world today, you just have to look at what the majority is doing and do the opposite for you to be fine. You, you will be okay if you just look at what are the normal trends and do the opposite. Because why the remnant is not in the majority. Praise the name of Jesus. So I want you to be encouraged. Another thing that I want to say to you, beloved, is that the remnant is not a weak portion. We might be a minority, but we are not representing weakness. In other words, we are not people that are hanging by the thread. Barely surviving from day to day. Hoping somehow that uh, God is going to come and rescue us. You know, listen, the rapture is not going to be rescuing us just because we are hanging by the thread. Can I just clarify that? The wretch of the church will be rescuing us from the wrath of God. Amen. Not from Satan. Make this make, make that clear. You know, we don't fear the devil. Yes. Praise the name of Jesus. Amen. Because we overcome him by the word of our testimony and by the blood of the Lamb. Yes. So rapture is going to rescue from God's wrath because there is no protection against God's wrath. That is why the word of God says it's a dreadful thing to fall into the hands of the Lord. Just to clarify that. And that is why I want to encourage you, you cannot break yourself up for God's wrath. No one survives God's wrath. But God will rescue us from the coming wrath according to scriptures. Not from the schemes of the enemy. Because we don't fear the enemy. Greater is he who is in us than the one that is in the world. Amen. So that is why even the teaching of the snatching away of the church are puzzled. The snatching away of the church, it is not a defeatist teaching. Amen. We're not defeated people. Hanging by the thread. Hoping, hoping that the rapture is going to rescue us. We are casting out devils. We are breaking kingdoms of the establishment of Satan all around the world. We are pressing on in the name of Jesus. The kingdom is advancing forcefully so. From the times of John the Baptist, the kingdom of God has been suffering violence and we are forcefully advancing. Praise the name of Jesus. And that is why, let me say this to you, beloved, we shall finish strong. 
Hallelujah. When Jesus shall come for the church, he will find a strong bride. Hallelujah. A beautified bride. Praise the name of Jesus. And so I want us to understand that when we talk about the remnant, we're not talking about a weak group of people. Praise the name of Jesus. That is why I want us to look at Elijah as an example of the remnant. And uh, he was again facing a lot of challenges in his time. Um, and Elijah, the very name Elijah means Jehovah is God. So in other words, this is a statement that is made in a time of ambiguity. When there is lack of clarity about who God is between Baal and Jehovah. And then there comes the man Elijah, whose very name is prophetic. Praise the name of Jesus. We need a generation that will make it clear in this generation. Praise God. That there shall be no salvation through any other name but the name of Jesus. Amen. There are no many ways to God. Amen. We are living in a culture of pluralism. We're living in a culture of pantheism. Where people are telling us, no, 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 you can still get to the Father through Buddha. You can still get to the Father through Krishna. Still get through the Father to, uh, through uh, uh, Shemba. No, 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 no. Jesus is the only name given to us. Amen by which we shall be saved. Yeah. Praise the name of Jesus. So, Elijah means only Jehovah is God. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, we need a generation that will rise up and make that clear. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Amen. We have universalism even in the house of the Lord, you know. And, and, and we as pastors are challenged these days because, again, politicians want us to sit with all kinds of faith. Mm -hmm. We are lumped into the same category. And we have to accommodate all of them, including devil worshippers these days. You know, so in the midst of all of that, when things are being lumped together in order to be politically correct, we need the Elijahs of our time who will say only Jehovah is God. Praise the name of Jesus. Because there is ambiguity that is taking nations by storm, beloved. So there will be clarity in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Let us just go through a, 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 just a brief overview of the life of Elijah. He is introduced in 1 Kings chapter 17 verse 1 as Elijah the Tishbite from the land of Gilead. That's all we're told about him. It is one of the shortest introductions concerning a mighty prophet. He is a mighty prophet but look at the brief profile that is given about him. This says to us, beloved, the empty remnant is not going to consist of people with sophisticated profiles. There are people that God is raising as the end-time remnant. They might not have been on television. They might not have been on popular shows. They might not have been invited by talk show uh, 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 people. You might not even know their name. But God is raising them in this season. He's bringing them from a position of obscurity in order to lead the remnant. Praise the name of Jesus. I'm saying this so that when you see the Elijah kind amongst your midst, please don't be confused if you're still in the remnant. As a matter of fact, without being controversial, let me say this to you. There are popular names that you will not see among the remnant. And I want you to be comfortable with the situation. There are popular names. There are celebrity preachers. 
that you will look for among the remnant and you will not see. Understand that there are Elijahs of our times that are rising up. They don't have a very decorated profile, but God is raising them up. Such is the remnant that God is wanting to use in these last days. You see, because not many times we know that, oh, as long as there is a, a powerful man of God, so and so, we are fine. We are fine. Have you noticed how some of them are letting us down during this COVID-19 situation? We have depended on big names. But when it's time for them to come to the party, they are missing in action. And God is beginning to raise people from Bangladesh. People from rural places. And from villages, unknown villages. God is raising them to be the anti remnant. So I want to beseech you by the message of the Lord, please get comfortable in that situation. You don't need a big name amongst yourself. Elijah the Tishbite from the land of Gilead, an unknown entity. All of a sudden in verse 1, he's already speaking to King Ahab. There is no payload. We are not being worked up. We are not being primed about his ministry. But all of a sudden, he just rises up. Elijah the Tishbite from the land of Gilead is now speaking to Ahab. We need a generation that will rise up and speak to the authorities of our time. I want to say this again. We need men and women of God who are not looking for tenders. Men and women of God who are not going to be looking for business opportunities when it's time to address politicians. Elijah the Tishbite from the land of Gilead speaking to Ahab. Praise the name of Jesus. Because you see, there are many prophetic voices that God raised in this generation. But instead of confronting the evil that is going on, they started looking for financial favors from politicians. And I pray in Jesus' mighty name that the remnant may not fall into the trap. Can I just say this to you? Once they start feeding you, you will not tell them the truth. Once they start feeding you, you will not tell them the truth. That is why you wonder, there was once an anointed man of God. But since he joined politics, he has disappeared. The anointing just disappeared. There is a systemic approach by the kingdom of darkness to kill the anointing. And I pray in Jesus' mighty name that there be Elijah's in our times who will go to Ahab and say there is something wrong in this nation. Praise the name of Jesus. And these are men and women who are not wanting to be politically correct. But they just want to speak the heart of the Father as they perceive it in the Spirit. Praise the name of Jesus. May God raise them. May God raise them. Hallelujah. Can I just say something controversial again? Please don't be quick to take up any political affiliation. Uh, I'm not going to get an amen for that because I know people, people, people are embroiled in these things. I hear the Spirit of the Lord cautioning us not to be quick to take up political affiliations. Because sometimes you will find a situation where your branch, your political branch, eh, is a gloomy branch. If this is the land you ought to talk. But the Spirit of the Lord is saying, this is what you ought to say. 
And then you have ministers of the gospel that are torn between party politics and what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. But unfortunately, in these instances, financial favors tend to speak louder than the voice of the Holy Ghost. That is how ministers get swallowed up in the world of politics. I pray that there be a remnant in Jesus' mighty name. May there be a remnant who will say, Thus say the Lord. Praise the name of Jesus. Elijah the Tishbite from the land of Gilead. He appears in the scripture already having a conversation with King Ahab about the state of the nation. Hallelujah. What is God saying to you about South Africa? And I do believe that we need, because all of the people are kind of favoring with politicians, you know. And then we, we, we are not exactly hearing. We're not exactly hearing the heart of the Father. And I pray in Jesus' mighty name. And that is why, even when our Chief Justice, Judge Muhammad, when he dares to speak what is in the Word of God, there's a backlash. Why? People are not, people are not familiar with the declaration of God's will. When you speak God's will to power, that is so unfamiliar. People, people are shocked that there is a judge who can actually declare the word of God. It is a shocker to our system because we are not used to it. Those that were supposed to do it before Judge Muhammad did not do it. And then this generation is wondering where is this Chief Justice coming from? And I pray that God may raise more and more and more like Him. Praise the name of Jesus. And, and here's another thing that uh, I want you to understand. The generation of generals that God is raising for the end time remnant. These are men and women without titles. Uh-huh. There is no bishop associated to their name. But understand that they carry the mandate of God. They may not be called bishop so and so. They may not be called apostle so and so. And that is why I pray that there be a generation that will not run for titles. Even if they address you on first name basis. Hallelujah. Let the anointing speak on your behalf. Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. There's so much emphasis on titles these days. And you, you hear of bishop so and so, prophet so and so, apostle so and so. But when there is a crisis in a nation, those titles are not speaking anymore. And that is where Elijah the Tishbite from the land of Gilead comes in. Praise the name of Jesus. And I pray that you may have an understanding of these things tonight. Hallelujah. Here's another thing about the situation that Elijah was up against. In the book of 1 Kings chapter 18 verse 19. Very interesting scenario there. We find people that we thought were worshippers. All of a sudden, they are eating at the dinner table of Jezebel. We thought these were worshippers of the Most High God. But how come they are dining with Jezebel? And the very same Jezebel is chasing after the remnant. And I want you to understand, open your eyes. During this time, you will see people sitting at Jezebel's dinner table. When the church is undergoing persecution, open your eyes. Because why? During a time of crisis, lines of demarcation are drawn, beloved. It becomes very clear who all along has been pretentious in their behavior. When there's a crisis situation, when there's a crisis situation, people cannot pretend any longer. There is no room for pretentious behavior in a crisis. That is why 
In this COVID-19 situation, you will know people better than you have known them. I've discovered a lot about people in the past three months. The things they say on social media. And you think, but I thought this was a brother in the Lord. How come they are spewing out fear? How come they are spewing out trepidation? How come they are spewing out words right from the pit of hell? Why are they not quoting scriptures? Why are they not declaring the word of God? Why are they declaring doom and gloom from the pit of hell? What happened to the word? And then you realize that it's must off now. I'm sorry, you know, the, the, the proverbial must, hallelujah, put your mask on. But I want you to understand that uh, the, the people, people are now being themselves. Hallelujah. Now, during this time, you will not manifest what you have not been nurturing. Whatever you've been feeding secretly will manifest publicly. You cannot feed one thing and manifest the other. We will know in this season who's been feeding on the world. We will know this season who's been feeding on celebrity news. We will know in this season who's been feeding on Facebook more than they feed on the word of God. Hallelujah. Because you see, during a time of manifestation, beloved, you simply manifest what you've been nurturing all along. And remember that all creation is waiting in eager expectation for the true sons of God to manifest. Creation is waiting on us. And I said to you the other day that according to research, there is about 2 billion people out of 7 billion. There is about 2 billion people that confess Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. In the whole world. But the question remains, among the 2 billion that say Jesus is Lord, how many are a true remnant? How many are faithful to God? And this is a season. This COVID-19 is not only shaking the world of economics. It is not only shaking the medical field. It is not only shaking the world of politics, but it's shaking the church. The church is being shaken. And the word of God tells us that judgment begins in the house of the Lord. In this season, there are people that are more COVID-friendly than they are word-friendly. There are people that are defending COVID-19 instead of defending the tenets of the scriptures. Hallelujah. With all due respect, protocol observed, putting masks on and social distancing, all that observed. But beloved, we cannot be advocates of COVID-19. When the heart of the Father is yearning for people who will speak on God's behalf. That's why I keep saying to believers, please, in addition to us putting masks on, in addition to us uh, 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 social distancing, beloved, what else do you want to say to us from the heart of the Father? Everyone, everyone is telling us to put Amen. our masks on. Yeah. If you're a prophet of the Lord, all you have to tell people is put your mask on, stay at home, social distance. No, what is the word of God? Everyone is telling that. But what is the word of the, of the Father? And that is why I beseech you by the mercies of the Lord. If there was a time to spend in God's presence, it is now, beloved. Back in the time of Elijah, there was a pandemic of apostasy, a pandemic of deception and idolatry because of Jezebel. In our time, we're dealing with a pandemic of a viral infection, but it has strong spiritual overtones. I still say this. 
there is something deeply spiritual about the pandemic we're facing. It is clear, it is clearly defining who is who, even in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. So I pray in Jesus' name that may you manifest the right way, even in this season. And then you get the Mount Carmel experience. Mount Carmel in First Kings chapter 18, verses 16 to 39. Elijah says, no, 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 no. Let's go to Mount Carmel. Let's call all the prophets of Baal and all the prophets of Asherah so that there be a clear distinction as to who the true God is. Hallelujah. In verse 21 of First Kings chapter 18, this is what Elijah says, how long will you waver between two opinions? If the Lord is God, Follow him. But if Baal is God, follow him. But the people said nothing. Notice, notice that the reason why they had nothing to say is because they had gotten accustomed to the mixture of worship. One time you are bowing before Jehovah God. Another time when it favors you, you bow before Baal. And this is what is happening, beloved, even in the house of the Lord. We spoke about the mixture of worship that we're experiencing as a generation. And I said to you the other day, people are now even quoting Mahatma Gandhi, right in the house of the Lord, quoting Buddha, right into the house of the Lord. And instead of quoting scriptures, you know, again, people are doing yoga meditation, right in the house of the Lord. You have a mixture. You have a, there's even this move to, to decolonize the gospel. People want to decolonize the gospel. They want to Africanize it and they bring in all kinds of African traditions into the gospel of Jesus Christ so that even people who want to slaughter animals to their ancestors are comfortable in the house of the Lord. I mean, I was shocked when I saw a minister of the gospel coaching people how to accommodate a, a situation of a second uh, 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 life partner in a marriage situation. Minister of the gospel. And the, and the argument is there is no argument that in scripture there is no argument even in the New Testament there is no argument against polygamy. So the concept of Uma Umani is okay. Well, it's just that Uma Umani needs to handle the situation in a manner that honors Uma Umani. These are ministers of the gospel. And I thought to myself, the mixture is in the house of the Lord. I never thought, I never thought I would see a day when people will justify adultery from the pulpit. So beloved, I want us to understand that when Elijah says, no, 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 we cannot waver between two opinions. We need to know who God is. If God is God, let's, let's worship him. If Ben is God, let's worship Ben. Now, the end time remnant is very intolerant to a mixture of worship. And I pray in Jesus' mighty name that you also be intolerant. Please, I hope you understand that the time to be politically correct is over. That time is over. Because the enemy is very vicious against the church, and therefore we cannot be tender against apostasy. You cannot treat the issue of apostasy tenderly. We need to be very vigorous against this situation, beloved. And one of the reasons why the church is struggling to distinguish between good and evil, so that you end up with a mixture, even in the house of the Lord, is because of the messages we are feeding on. 
According to Hebrews chapter 5, verses 13 and 14, this is what the Word of God says. It says, anyone who lives on milk, being still an infant, is not acquainted with the teaching of righteousness. But solid food is for the mature, who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. So in other words, where people are not taught about righteousness, all they are fed is motivational talks. Those people will be highly motivated, but still with a very low discernment index. Listen, Bazalon, what's the point of you being highly motivated when you cannot distinguish between right and wrong? And this is the state of the church. You have people who are feeding on motivation every Sunday, every Sunday, every Sunday. No teachings on righteousness, and we wonder why the church is not maturing. I've come to realize, beloved, that if we are to mature, we need to feed even on messages that we don't prefer to hear. Praise the name of Jesus. Even if you don't prefer to hear it, but feed on it. Because the idea is to train you to be able to discern between evil and good. Praise the name of Jesus. I always pray every time I prepare a message, Lord, help me not to mislead your people. Because according to the book of James, those of us who teach the word will be judged more strictly. I always pray, Father, help me not to feed your people something that will lead them astray. Hallelujah. Here's another thing about uh, 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 the situation that Elijah was facing. In the book of 1 Kings, chapter 19, verses 1 to 4, the Bible says, in that situation, after he had killed more than 850 false prophets. It became very clear that his God was God. He had answered by fire. But there he is, receiving a death threat, a death threat from Jezebel. Jezebel says to him, he sends him a message, he says, if I don't do to you what you have done to the prophets, may my gods deal with me ever so severely. Upon hearing that message, the man of God trembled. And then he ran for his life. Now, during this time, Elijah thought, now at least God has answered by fire. People will now acknowledge that the God we said we should serve is Jehovah. But now he's expecting people to follow him. But it was not the situation now. I want to say this to you. If you are a remnant in this season, please do expect, do expect to be unpopular embrace that being unpopular comes with the territory of faithfulness you see people who are pursuing God people who want to be faithful to the word of God must understand that they are not in a popularity context praise the name of Jesus that is why even when we declare the word of God we, we don't care about the number of likes you see yeah, even on social media how many are liking how many are liking him and then you get upset when there are no likes you see no, no, no. Preach the word of God. Because we're dealing with the Jezebelic generation that is vehemently opposed to the word of truth. And they will chase you down. And I pray in Jesus' mighty name that we also understand that Jesus said this to us. John chapter 16, verse 33. Jesus said, in this world you will have many troubles. But take heart, I have overcome the world. You were not promised a walk in the park, London. This Christian journey is not a bed of roses. Actually, in Romans chapter 5, verses 3 to 5, the Bible says we rejoice in suffering. 
Because suffering produces endurance. Endurance produces character. And character produces hope. And hope does not disappoint us. Amen. So in other words, there is no character formation in a believer without suffering. There would be no character formation in a believer's life without, without persecution. Hallelujah. Unfortunately, this is a message that is, that is very unpopular among charismatics. Because you see, all we want is our money. We, we want blessings, you see. We want material things. You know, pastor, tell me that I'm a millionaire. Tell me that my business is going to do well. Tell me, men of God, that uh, things are just going to be booming for me. That's all we want to hear. But here's the reality. According to Hebrews chapter 5, verse 8, listen to this one. The Bible says, though Jesus was the son, but he learned obedience through the things he suffered. The question that we need to ask ourselves as the end time church, why is it that Jesus had to go through suffering in order to learn obedience as the son of man? As a human being, he had to learn obedience through suffering. How shall we be exempted from the process? You see, character formation will not happen without you being persecuted. And I want you to understand, beloved, please don't bail out. Don't bail out. When, when, when you are facing persecution, don't bail out. Don't bail out. Because when you bail out, you are simply postponing your lesson. If I may use the university language, because you see, whatever, whatever, you are, whatever lecture you are omitting, it will catch up with you. There is no training for a believer without suffering there is no training so when you bail out all you're doing is delaying the process when you come back the thing is still waiting for you praise the name of jesus so you might as well take it to your stride hallelujah you might as well take up the challenge get it over with and then move to the next challenge praise the name of jesus and that's how we train spiritual muscle that's why we often get worried beloved when believers are because of a mind and disagreement. How are you going to face Jezebel when you crumble every time there's a mind and disagreement? That's why the scripture says, how can you run with horses when you were outplanned by men? How can you run in rugged places when you are tripping? <laughs> My God. You, you, you are tripping. You are tripping in, in, in plain fields. But you are expecting to run in rugged places. It's time to grow up. It's time to grow up. Please, purpose in this season, I'm not going to be easily offended. Because the moment you walk away from your faith because of offense, the chances are you might not come back. This is a very sensitive season. This is a very sensitive season. Backsliding in this season, beloved, cannot be guaranteed that somebody's going to come back. Because in this season, people are being amplified for who they are. Praise the name of Jesus. And, and I please turn to your neighbor and say, don't crumble. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. You must face persecution. You must face all those attacks that are coming against you. And let me assure you, just to reassure you, beloved, you are not alone. As a matter of fact, God goes before you. He is your Robert. Praise the name of Jesus. God goes before you. Before those things touch you, they touch Jesus first. Hallelujah. And by the time they get to you, they are actually, they are actually attenuated in their strength. They are reduced in their strength. Why? Because Jesus, Jesus extinguishes their strength. Nothing will touch you. 
if God has not approved it. Everything the enemy throws at you, God will wait, God will evaluate it, and then by the time it gets to you, God knows that my child can handle this. Don't disappoint. All your problems, all your challenges have been weighed by God. That is why the Bible tells us that there is nothing we face that is beyond what we can handle. So when someone is going through this test, they must not cringe as though something abnormal was happening. Because what you're going through is common to all men. Praise the name of Jesus. Let us brush on. You know, another thing that happened when Jezebel is chasing after Elijah, Elijah was very, very discouraged. And we find this in, in, in 1 Kings chapter 19, verse 4. The Bible tells that he wanted to die. Elijah wanted to die because of what Jezebel, the threat that Jezebel was posing against him. And then during this time, he is taken through a season of 40 days. Two things are happening during this 40-day period. He is being taught how to encourage himself in the absence of other people. You see, in this season, you need to understand that the remnant is a very small group. In other words, there could be a possibility that there is not enough SMSs to go around. There could not be enough WhatsApp messages to go around. So you need, therefore, to learn the art of encouraging yourself in the Lord. Nobody, nobody should ever leave this journey of faith just because they did not get a message from the pastor. Just because your home cell leader did not give you a phone call. A cousin of a cousin died. I'm leaving. No, no, no. You need to learn to encourage yourself in the Lord. I love what it says in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 30 verse 6. The Bible says, and David encouraged himself in the Lord. Okay, can, I, can I just say something, beloved? Uh, there are times even when there will be chaos even within the remnant. Uh, let me remind you that the remnant still consists of human beings, you see. Yes. These are men and women who are tongue-speaking, devil-kicking. They are full of scriptures, but remember they are human. So even in the midst of the remnant, disputes will still arise. And when disputes arise and no one is there to encourage you, you need to learn to encourage yourself. Praise the name of Jesus. And here are David's mighty men. He's been mentoring them. He's been training them. They are his remnant as he runs away from Saul. But now, just because there was a misunderstanding about the attack on their families, they are now gathering stones to stone David to death. While they are gathering stones, David goes to, goes to a quiet place. And then the Bible says, and David encouraged himself in the Lord. Praise the name of Jesus. And David, I could imagine if it was a modern day situation. And here people are talking about killing him. And there you are. Lord, you have promised in your word that you'll never leave me nor forsake me. I don't understand what's going on right now, but you have promised in your word of God that you will never leave me nor forsake me. The name of the Lord is my strong tower. The rushes run into it and they are safe. There is no weapon that is formed against me that shall prosper. 
a believer must learn that. You see, we, we have a problem of people that are too dependent on other people. And if people don't come to the party, you crumble. And I pray in Jesus' mighty name that the remnant, the true remnant, may learn the art of encouraging themselves in the Lord. And here's another thing that you learn during your 40 day season of isolation. You learn to worship God without other believers. You'd be amazed how many Christians are uncomfortable in God's presence when they are alone. And that is why people are so weak in their private devotions. Now, in your 40 day isolation, isolation period, you learn to enjoy God when others are not there. Why is that important? You must learn that so that wherever you go in life, even if you are far, far away from your local church, you could be in Australia, you could be in China, you could be in North Korea where churches are underground. You will not backslide. Why? Because you have learned the art of worship without the presence of other believers. President of Jesus. You see, there are Christians that you can never send overseas for more than a year. The one last two months. They have never learned to enjoy God on their own. Hallelujah. And I pray that the remnant may understand that there will be seasons of isolation. Because remember, God is your father. When we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we receive the spirit of adoption. And by that spirit, we are able to cry out, Abba, which means dead. God is our dead. And every dead wants to connect with the Son. Praise the name of Jesus. We can't have a relationship by correspondence. No, 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 no. We, we, we need to come closer. We need to come closer. You see, this is an intimacy thing. Praise the name of Jesus. Imagine a world where there is no online messages. Imagine a world where there are no online services. Imagine a world where there will even be no online Bibles. Imagine a world where we go back to level four and everything is shut down on the internet. How will you survive? You see, Elijah is isolated for that very reason. It is, it is as though God is saying, listen, you don't have to die. You can still survive. And you will do more than just to survive. Praise the name of Jesus. You can be strong in the Lord. Praise the name of Jesus. And, and I pray that you may embrace that moment. Now, another interesting thing is, during this 40-day isolation period, he is reminded that, by the way, there are 7,000 more people who are not bowing me to bell. Don't think you're the only one. Hallelujah. Please be sober about that. You must not have a scorpion moment about being a remnant. Mm. You are not the only one. Please let that sink in. There is a remnant in China. <laughs> there is a remnant in Japan. There is a remnant in Europe. You will be amazed that people are on fire for God. Even in places where you least expect. Praise the name of Jesus. So remember, there are many of your kind. Hallelujah. Please turn to your head and say, don't kill yourself. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now the reason why he is reminded that there's 7,000 more people 
is so that he can appreciate that while there is a need for isolation for a season so that I can grow my muscle in the faith, I still have to connect with other believers. So in other words, isolation is not meant to be perpetual. You isolate yourself for a season. Maybe to put it in a more clear manner, beloved, let's understand this. Moments of isolation just between you and God are periodic in your life. But fellowship with other believers should be regular. Are you, are you catching that? Yeah. So that is why when you disappear from us for three months and, and you disappear from us for six months and you claim to be in isolation, we know you're lying. You know, we know you're lying. And it's quite interesting that in scripture there was no isolation. There was more than 40 days. Praise God. Hallelujah. <laughs> there are people that we need to ask in order are you still in God's presence? Yeah. You know, what, what, what's, going, what's going on? What's going on? When, according to Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25, the Bible says, don't give up meeting together. As some of you are in attendance of doing. But let us meet all the more, especially as the day of the Lord is approaching. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the name of Jesus. Turn to your neighbor and say, don't disappear forever. Don't disappear forever. Hallelujah. There's something, there's something else that we need to address on that issue. Just remember that the, we, we, the community of believers don't, don't, doesn't want to see you when you have your best foot forward. Amen. You know, there are Christians who think that they have to be in perfect shape in order to meet with other believers. In other words, as long as I've lost my job, I will stay away from the community of believers. If business is not doing well, I will not fellowship. If I've had moral failure, I will not finish. No, 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 beloved. Please, we don't want to see when everything is perfect in your life. Come broken as you are. Why? Because there is healing in the community of believers. There is restoration in the community of believers. Don't think that we only want to see you when you are doing well and when you can give a big time. No, 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 no. We love to see you even when you have lost your job. Even when you have failed at school. With your brokenness. Yeah. Praise the name of Jesus. Let's move on. Another thing that happened here, beloved, that I want us to, 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 to appreciate is in First Kings chapter 19, while Elijah was in isolation, he is told about the 7,000 and he's also told about three men that he must anoint. And he is told that, listen, there is a man in Damascus, the king of Syria. His name is Hazael. Go anoint him. There is another man in Israel called Jehu. Go anoint him. There is another man also called Elisha. Go anoint him. So these three men were highlighted during the time of isolation. Why? God wants now Elijah to think generationally. Wow. A remnant must think generationally. Because there are battles, beloved, that will spend more than one generation. Every generation must have a remnant. So in other words, after us, we need to make sure that our children are carrying on the good fight of faith. Praise the name of Jesus. Please, you must learn to raise other people. Raise other people. Don't allow the treasures of wisdom and understanding that God has bestowed upon you to die with you. Pass on the baton. 
Praise the name of Jesus. And, and so Elijah is being told. Now listen, I love, I love verse 17. First Kings chapter 19, verse 17. This, this is what the word of God says. It says, whoever escaped the sword of Hazael will be killed by Jehu. Whoever escaped the sword of Jehu will be killed by Elisha. So in other words, the, the, this, this, there are battles that are multi-generational. You are fighting as a generation, but the fullness of victory will be realized by your children. That is why you need to train your children in the war, in the spirit. Praise the name of Jesus. Warfare in the spirit. You need to raise cadres even in the young generation. Praise the Lord. This, this is so important. It, it's so important such that in Malachi chapter 4, God says, again, I will bring Elijah, the prophet, in the last days, before the dreadful day of the Lord. He will connect the fathers of, heart, of, 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 of the, the sons to their fathers. If the sons and fathers do not connect, I will strike the land with a curse. There is a great importance, beloved, that we be able to train the young generation. And I want to ask you this morning, this, this afternoon, who are you working with? Who are you mentoring? Who are you discipling? Don't monopolize your anointing. Don't monopolize the grace that is upon your life. And I want you to understand, you don't have to have gray hair before you start discipling somebody. Even as a young person, you can still disciple somebody. As a matter of fact, every ministry, every ministry, you could be an usher in the church, you could be, you could be a pastor, you could be a preacher, you could be a worship leader. You could, everyone must be training somebody. Hallelujah. Now, I want us to have this appreciation. If this doesn't happen, a nation is doomed for destruction. This is what it says in Malachi chapter 4. If there is no connection between fathers and sons, that nation is doomed for destruction. And I do believe that to a large extent, what we are facing as nations on the earth is because of a disconnect between fathers and sons. And I pray that we do not make the same mistake. Hallelujah. It's quite interesting that when you read the book of Judges chapter 2, the Bible says the generation after Joshua did not walk in the ways of the Lord. And you ask yourself a question, what happened? Why, why was there a disconnect between Joshua's generation and the generation that came after him? Something must have gone wrong there. And I pray that that be not us, beloved. Find young people. And, 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 and now in, 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 in 1 Kings chapter 19, verses 19 to, to 21, Elijah releases the mantle upon Elisha. I love that story. And then when Elisha receives the mantle, the Bible tells us that he was involved in farming. And then he does something extraordinary. He, he kills, he, he slaughters all his oxen, 12 of them. And then he takes the, 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 the plowing equipment, he breaks it into pieces, and then he calls a big bribe. Hallelujah. And then he announces to everyone that I am now leaving the farming business. I am following Elijah. That signifies I am removing all the distractions in my life. Concerning the mandate that God has given me, I am removing all distractions. And I am running after this man who is to disciple me. Can I just say this? When Elijah calls a meeting for the company of prophets, let him not hunt you down to attend that meeting. When there's a Bible study, don't allow people to beg you to attend. 
Let's go to the yeah. When someone has to beg you to come to a prayer meeting, mm. I'm trying to find a pastoral way of saying this. Mm. When someone has to beg you to come to a discipleship life, mm. the chances are you are not ready to be a remnant. Mm. You're not ready to be a remnant. No one must beg you. That is why all Elijah did was to release the metal. Now it was up to Elisha as to what he does with the metal. He never, Elijah never suggested to Elisha that go slaughter all your oxen. He had to figure that out himself that listen, if, if, if I want to learn everything that this man has, I need to I need to get rid of this business, you know. And then obviously I need to be very careful. I don't believe necessarily that all of us have to leave our businesses for discipleship processes to take place, but there is a distraction that you need to confront. Every disciple has a distraction that they need to confront for effective discipleship to take place. Hallelujah. Some of us is sports, some of us is entertainment. Some of us will have movies too much. You'll be amazed how many people can miss a prayer meeting or a Bible study because of a movie. You'll be amazed how many people can miss a prayer meeting or a Bible study because of a, a game, you know, sports. That could be something that you need to tear down into pieces so that you are available for discipleship. Praise the name of Jesus. And, and, and I want to encourage you, beloved. So, Elisha, Elisha says, I want a double portion of your spirit. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then, this is what Elijah says to him. Elijah says to him, only if you see me live. In other words, from now onwards, stick to me. Stick to me. I am therefore convinced that the younger generation must pursue the older generation. Mm-hmm. Let me say that again. If the baiting is to be passed on from the older genera- generation to the younger generation, young people, the onus is on you. Pursue the older people. If you see me leave, if you see me leave, then you will receive the double portion of my spirit. Praise the name of Jesus. And that is why, actually, Paul says this to Timothy. He says, the things that you have heard me teach, find a reliable man who in turn will also teach others. Praise the name of Jesus. And that word reliable means available. It means people are dependent. People that you don't have to give 10 phone calls before they show up to a prayer meeting. That is why these days, we still make an announcement. There is a Bible study. We are not going to hunt you down. Because there is a sifting that has started already. Hallelujah. A sifting has started already. So sometimes, that, 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 that is why we were chatting with my wife about some of these things. When you are trying too hard to hunt people down, sometimes you are interfering with the sifting process. Because you end up bringing in people that are not necessarily supposed to be there because they are not part of the, of the remnant anyway. And notice that some of those people will cause chaos because they were not meant to be there anyway, unfortunately. Not that God doesn't want them to come. Their hearts are not in this. President of Jesus. Just this thing here before we go home. Elijah is told to go and anoint a man in Damascus. 
he has to go all the way to Damascus, Syria, to anoint a man that was non-Hebrew. And I want you to understand that when you are raising a generation, when you are discipling a younger generation, please appreciate that that generational mindset must transcend racial, ethnic, tribal, and social class divides. Praise the name of Jesus. If you are not set free from racism, you are not going to be an effective disciple maker. You need to love people across racial lines. Because you see, in this instance, Elijah could say, but you know, Lord, are there not enough Hebrew men to anoint? Why should I go to Damascus? I'm sure that there's a lot of young men here in Israel that we can anoint. Why Damascus? And I pray that even as South Africans, we know that our history is not too good, beloved, when it comes to racism. But may we overcome racial prejudice. Praise the name of Jesus. May we overcome any hindrance so that we are able to walk with people from all walks of life. Hallelujah. Can I just say this to you? You are not called to people of your tribe only. There are people beyond your tribe, beyond your clan, that will cross paths with you. When God says, anoint them, I pray that you do not hesitate. Hallelujah. May God liberate us from racial prejudice. May God liberate us from tribal prejudice, from, from, from ethnic uh, uh, challenges that are facing our nation. May we love people. And also, this will mean, may we not discriminate people against people based on social class. Hallelujah. You see, this is very important because sometimes there are people that we prefer for discipleship. We prefer to disciple somebody that could benefit me somehow. And I pray that we may transcend all those divides. Praise the name of Jesus. Just stand on your feet. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. And, and let me just summarize. We are now saying the end time generals who are part of the remnant that God is raising will most likely come from obscure backgrounds. Praise the name of Jesus. And that is why, again, if you see that there are no celebrities, please don't cringe. This God is doing something great. God is doing something uh, uh, supernatural in this season. And I want you also, please be reminded that a crisis will always enhance the manifestation of the remnant. In this season, you will know who the remnant is. Another thing that I want you to understand is that the remnant will not tolerate a mixture. Please don't have tolerance for mixture, a mixture of worship. Praise the name of Jesus. And again, remember that you need to be faithful before God, be faithful to his word, and your faithfulness will not attract a lot of applauding. Please don't do things to get an upload of men. Praise the name of Jesus. And so you will not be popular just because you are the remnant. Another thing, please learn to encourage yourself in the Lord. Even if your pastor is not doing it, even if your best friend is not doing it, learn to encourage yourself in the Lord. And again, you must have a generational mindset. Who are you discipling? Who are you raising up? So that your legacy will outlast generations. Let's lift up our hands.